Welcome to the Locks Lounge with your boy, your host, Tim Nicholas. Thank you so much for joining us as we discuss issues that are happening in our black communities to raise cultural awareness. We are sharing our truths to encourage, nurture, heal, and inspire. We're very excited for all that's going on here at the lounge. In fact, we have a segment to the show called Shop Talk. Now, Shop Talk is an extension of the Locks Lounge where our goal is to tell stories through the lens of some of the most creative, thoughtful, and knowledgeable barbers, stylists, and beauty professionals alike. As we all know, since the turn of the 19th century, beauty salons and barbershops have served as a special place among African Americans. They have been places not only to get haircuts or hair care services, but locations where black people could be vulnerable and talk about issues of importance in the community. These were spaces where customers played games such as chess, cards, and dominoes while having conversations about local gossip, politics, and community affairs. So over the years, beauty salons and barbershops have come to provide a unique social function. Scholars often cite these sites as sanctuaries for black people. Many film adaptions of African-American themes use these businesses to showcase black culture in the United States. Coming to America, Malcolm X, and even Barbershop, they're examples of films used to showcase African-Americans' unique relationships with barbers and beauty shops alike. So it's gonna be an exciting show for you guys tonight. Um, and what I wanna do is I wanna go ahead and just jump right in and introduce you to our guests. First of all, we have my boy, my homeboy, William Sharp Daltrey. He's a barber here in the Dallas-Fort Worth community. He's great at what he does. He has so many different businesses and things going on, but you'll get to talk and hear a little bit more about his evolution from being a barber into being a businessman. So without further ado, what's up, my man, Will? What's going on, man? It's good to see you. What's up, man? How you feeling? I feel like you introduced to me like... Puffy, remember back yeah. like Puffy, yeah. Sean Puffy Combs? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that guy right there. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, well, you know, I got to introduce the best only for the best. I appreciate you know what I'm saying? That, you know, Much respect to you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. You the man with the plan, though. We here for you. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, you know, hey, you know, it's always it's always much love when we Absolutely. come together, man. So I, I really appreciate you jumping on, man. So, you know, we're definitely going to talk a little bit about your story, your journey, and just kind of just understand how you've gone from barber to businessman and just, you know, just understanding even your role into the community as well, man. Absolutely. Appreciate sure, it. man. Appreciate you being on. No doubt. Last but not least, I got my brother, my best friend, my homeboy, Hey, my boy Chalon Cat Hogan. What's up, What's my guy? What's up, my guy? What's up, my man? Yes, how you, sir. How you doing, man? Doing good tonight, man. Oh man, I'm yeah, glad. Join the vibe. Join the, the vibe, lounge. right? The lock lounge. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, you in the lounge, baby? <laughs> hey, hey, it's, it's, it's a dope space, dope location, and everything that we at. You yeah. know, we can. Hey, yeah. when you come into the lounge, you can drink it up a little yeah. bit. You can come watch a little TV, play a little pool. Hey, this is this is what we do. Vibe. It's a good vibe. It's a good vibe, it's man. A good vibe. Well, I appreciate you being in, man. Absolutely. You know, uh, Trelon is a, he's not only my best friend, but he is a great, great guy, man. He's a husband. He's a father. And on this side, you get to get an idea of not only a barber's perspective, but then you'll also be able to get a client's perspective as well. So, uh, 
Will has actually cut both myself and he's also cut Shalon. So he gets a little bit, a little bit of experience. You know, my man is over here cutting, so he, he out here getting money. So, uh, so we both have uh, been able to enjoy his services, man. So once again, man, I appreciate both of y'all being on. Absolutely. I want to introduce you guys to my guest. Um, I want to introduce you first to my brother, Will. Sharp Daltrey. What's up, man? What's going on, boss? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming on to the show. Hey, man, with you being a barber, man, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, as a barber, um, it's a creative field, so that's kind of where I got my start. So I started as a poet, and actually right here in Dallas is where I got my my thing. I did my thing, traveled the country, did poetry, published Mm -hmm. a book. But then I wanted to, inside I'm a family man, so... I wanted to start a family, got a corporate job, it just wasn't working. So mm-hmm. eventually I wound up quitting and got back into the creative world, which was the barber world. And that just helped me to, I went in the barber world to get involved in business mm-hmm. and to be creative. Right. And then it just transitioned to where, what we do now. So, you know what I mean? I run a financial company now. I run a rental company right now. Mm-hmm. And I literally reality two weeks ago i retired from being a barber oh man but i still Congrats. cut hair though like y'all hear that private stuff like, y'all hear that no, wait a minute. hit me up hold like, up hold up hold up y'all hear that my man retired how old how old are you bro 36 i just turned 36 man 36 retired from barber from the barber world Man, that's big talk, man. Congratulations, man. Congratulations, man. Well, man, shout out to you for even being able to get to that place of financial freedom to retire, man. You know, and you talked about being a barber, but you use it as a platform for for your business. So kind of just talk a little bit about that process, because, you know, you have other barbers who are coming up in this game, Mm -hmm. even, you know, beauty professionals, all type of beauty professionals coming up and coming up in this game. What's what are some things that some obstacles that you faced? Yeah. What are some things that, you know, you could really tell somebody that's coming up in this game? Well, the main thing as it pertains to being a barber that I learned was two important things that I needed in business. And that was, number one, dealing with the community, like mm-hmm. dealing with the people yeah. in a respectful, loving, kind you know, way. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I think yeah. there's even been times with you yeah. that I probably, like, drop the ball or something and you had to check me like with some yo bro like, I did have to check I, you know him once like, boom, boom. and you know what I never you, listen this the thing this is what made me successful as a businessman mm-hmm. I never was like well you know what you could have I always mm-hmm. took that to the heart I, I took that to the chest basically yeah, and I was like right. okay I could do better in that yo you know what I feel sure. you feel me you right and boom 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 so understanding that as it pertains to people and being a service to being of service to people really helped me as business because you cannot thrive in business until you are a service to people. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. So number one, that that helped me. Number two, helped uh, just as a barber, you really are the head of you're the CEO. You know what I'm saying? You really don't answer to no one else but your clients. Mm -hmm. Therefore, that really put me in a position and positioned me to be a good uh, businessman to transition to where I was at. So I thank the community. I thank friends like you yeah. to like kind of like usher me into like being the business uh, serial entrepreneur that I am now. Man, I, that's dope, man. That's dope, man. I, and, that's, and that's much love to you, man, because and, and the times that I have got on this guy, right? Yeah. The only reason why I would get on him is because I already saw that, that tenacity that he had 
always saw like his grind. So if I got on you, it oh, was yeah. always to make you oh, yeah. better, man. Yeah. So you and and he's and I'm telling you, I just seen this guy grow leaps and leaps and bounds. Excuse me, leaps and bounds. So you you been doing your thing, man. So man shout, I appreciate it. Shout out to you, oh, man. man. Big time, so big time. Um, no, last but not least, got my boy Trelon Cat Hogan. What's up, man? What's up, baby? Thanks for joining, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to at least have a barber bring his perspective like Will has brought and he continues to bring. And then we have Trelon, who is a client. So you can hear like two different sides from two different sides of the coin. So Trelon, let me just ask you, when you go into the barbershop, yeah. what's, what's that feel for you? What do you feel when you walk into the barbershop just being a client, going to Shark, going yeah. you know, to your barber? What's the what's the feeling that you feel when you walk in? What type of ambiance you get? It's different, man. Wherever I go, it's different. And like he said, it's it's the businessman, right? How does the businessman market himself? How does he get out to the public? What is he doing? Mm -hmm. Those things I pay attention. I love professionalism. Mm -hmm. You if you have professionalism, you got me. Whatever your professionalism look like, you got me because I know that you are studying your craft. You're paying attention to detail. And you're doing the things that matter, right? Yeah. So I love professionalism. And so when I go to Sharp, he has professionalism. Literally. I don't know if that's why he got the nickname Sharp. <laughs> but when you leave, man, you feel like a new man. You know what I'm saying? You feel like a different person. And so that's what I look for when I go to a barber. Do I feel like a new man when I walk out of there? You know what I'm saying? Like we let mm -hmm. this... All this growing on us, man, it's probably got worry in it, <laughs> stress in it, you know, yeah. frustration in it. Yeah. And your barber takes his time on it and, and, and train your hair, put your hair the way it needs to be. What's the ambience? What's the vibe inside of the shop? You know, what are they talking about? You know, mm -hmm. I heard him talk about his credit business before he even had it booming. You know, yeah. I heard his phone conversation. So all those different things, man, they play a role into what I'd like to experience as a customer when I go into a, a barbershop or heretician or you know whatever within that profession mm -hmm. like i said they, they part of the community they supposed to be part of the community i'm supposed to feel like like i'm being serviced in the community right yeah, yeah. so i like a lot of the things you played on because that's exactly what i look for when i go anywhere even if i go to a restaurant mm -hmm. i didn't told you yeah. many times i didn't call this man many times yeah. bro <laughs> I spent too much money at yeah. this restaurant that was yeah. trash. Yeah. Yes. The service was trash. You know, it's not mm -hmm. about the food I told us. How was I treated, man? Yeah. Was I treated like a, yeah. like a human being? Was I treated like I spent my money? Yeah. Like, how, how was I treated? And so those things are important. But like I said, when I go to this guy right here, I get that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> man, do you want to unretire for some of these people, man? Yeah, Real talk. Yeah, Come back on Saturdays for your boy, man. But you, know what, yeah. but you know what, though? That's the thing. In life, it's all about transition yeah. and evolving. And, Absolutely. You yeah. know, we take that thing as a barber, the idea of taking that thing yeah. and not leaving it, but bringing it with you to yes. places that you're trying to go. Take right. The, the crazy thing mm -hmm. is, the most of the people that's in my financial company or that rent, you know what I'm saying, Airbnbs from me are my clients. Yeah. Yeah. So I just transitioned them into another business and that, Absolutely. and if you are handling your business like you're supposed to, that's how it works, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and a couple of things that you alluded to, Trelon, yeah. um, just talking about the ambiance going into the barbershop, that's a huge thing because barbers, hairstylists, beauty professionals, you know, they're not just 
they're servicing us when it comes to how we look aesthetically or, or physically. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they are like, they're our best therapists sometimes. They give us the best fashion advice. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they talk through so many different parts of life. They walk, they really do walk with us through life. Yeah, so, or ground you back into, you know, stuff that's going on. You absolutely. know, and a lot of times you hear what they're, what, they, what they're listening to, what they're paying attention to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not to paint you in a box, but every time yeah, I've come to you, you know what I'm saying? He got he got some East Coast vibe in there. You know what I'm saying? We're looking of course at East he Coast, does. You know, this battle raps and stuff like that, right? And, I, and honestly, it, it actually took a toll on me because when I left, I'm now in my car, man, like, you know what I'm saying? I like the way that sound. And so from Texas, that's where I'm from, I, I didn't hear a lot of that growing up, right? So right. I know nothing about that part of culture, but Absolutely. I was able to experience that. You know what I'm saying? Here, so yeah, it's pretty much what I like to. It exposes you to something different. Something new. Something new. And and for the the viewers out here, um, so I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, so I'm Philly all day. I'm an Eagles fan, so if you have any problems living here in the DFW area, you can leave the show now. (laughs) I'm just being honest with you because you're not welcome here. (laughs) I got the blue one. I'm here for you. And unfortunately, just in case, I'm here for you. And I don't even understand why I even let this man onto the show because he is from Jersey City, New Jersey. He's from 45 minutes from where I'm from and he's a Cowboys fan yeah, it's a right it's on. a problem for me but because he's he's a Jersey I'm from guy America. That's America. <laughs> That's how like America's team. I'm from America you know what it's, it's cool you know they're they're in the, the best team in the division right now we're gonna we're gonna catch up to him at some point but but I'm gonna keep him on to the show so anybody who is a Cowboys fan I'll keep him on to the show for tonight it is what it is <laughs> appreciate it appreciate the love. absolutely absolutely so uh without further ado we're gonna jump right in oh shoot you know what now i gotta transition back all right so this is where i gotta go back All right, so we have a few things that we're going to touch on, and then we're going to have our in the chair segment, which is similar to the hot seat. So what I'll do is I'm going to ask my fellas a few questions, and you got to give honest answers, all right? Oh so get ready for some heat, all right? Uh, now, let me just let y'all guys know that uh, I also host a podcast. It's called Live Out Loud with Tim and Jamila. Uh, my amazing co-host, Jamila Tyson, she's amazing and phenomenal, and we're going to come back for season two in uh, spring 2022. Um, but during that time, uh, we had a section into our show called uh, Live Out Loud. And we also had a shop talk that also featured uh, Trelon, Will, and our friend Raymond T. Smith, who is also known as Ray the Great here in Dallas. He's an amazing barber at the famous barbershop here in Dallas. And I'm telling you, I mean, my man can cut just like this guy right here. So uh, definitely holler at Ray. You'll see him on the show at some point. But um, but yeah, we um, we remember having shop talk and it's a great show. And we just definitely talked about a lot of things full of facts, fun. And we just had a great time fellowship. And so uh, tonight we're definitely not disappoint when it comes to uh, to a shop talk part two. All right. So jumping right in, we're going to talk about responsibility tonight, fellas. All right. Uh, as men, as you guys being husbands, as all of us being fathers, businessmen everywhere. Uh, we have many responsibilities. The things we have to do, you know, a lot of times we pass that stuff down on generationally. 
Sometimes we acquire things due to our own choices, and then we have our own professions, so we have responsibilities in those things too. And lastly, we have some things that are attached to us just as being men in, in this society. Right. So as black men in, in this community, what do you feel are some of our responsibilities? I would say for me, just off the top of my head, some of our responsibilities as black men are you know, protecting our black women, mm -hmm. protecting our, our wives, our daughters, um, also, just being able to show our black boys and young men the way, you know, some of the things that we didn't get an opportunity to learn until we became uh, adults and of age. Right. So those are some of the things that I can think of. Yeah. What about you guys? I'm going to start with you, Will. Man, thinking about what you said, like, I think it really all boils down to leadership. Right. Like, so as a, as a black man, I feel like that's important for me to hone my skills in being a leader. Mm -hmm. Right. Because. As a husband, I have to lead my wife. Like, I mean, I gotta tell her what to do. I just gotta lead her to even to whatever she wants to do. Like, if she wants to achieve this, like, I have to help lead her to success in that situation, right? Right. Because you know how women sometimes they fearful, they may be afraid. They got the. My wife has the most genius ideas, <laughs> and then she be like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got it look okay look let's put this right so leadership even as it pertains to the children or young men in the community you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying being a leader as it pertains to being to work on time yeah. you know what i'm saying being there to be respectful yeah. to them you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. controlling your your you know what i'm saying having self-control and discipline them seeing that is yeah. a leader like so being a leader to me in all these things that are responsibility mm -hmm. is to me like the thing that I feel responsible for the most. Right? Yeah. And when I come in a room, it's not that I feel like I am king, like I'm the king of this room, but I feel like I'm a leader in this room. And it, you know what I mean? I, I look highly to both of you guys. I've always had, but still that. at the end of the day, I feel the responsibility to be a leader. So if you start tripping, to be like, yo, same. <laughs> I don't really think that's what you should do. You know what I'm saying right now? Or, right. And, and sometimes just having the courage to do that is being a leader. So, you know, to me, it all boils down to leadership. Right? That's dope, man. That's dope. Right on, man. Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah. I like that. And definitely, definitely have to talk about leadership and being able to understand as men, we have to be leaders, leaders in our home, yeah. leaders on our jobs, yeah. leaders in our communities. Yeah. And that's important, man. And we got to be able to show an example because we're lacking that type of example and that type of leadership, oh, yeah. you know? So I think that's a, a huge point, man. Huge point. Yeah. How about you, Jalon? I would agree. Uh, my word for for still in the question is responsible, man. Mm -hmm. We have to. <laughs> yeah. 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 I keep it simple, yes. man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If so you can do the minimum, be responsible. Exactly. just be responsible, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, okay. So, you know, in my introduction, what will be in my introduction is, you know, me and my wife, we do church ministry and stuff, so, you know, we're strong in our faith, strong in our belief system and everything else. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of what our word teaches us is the same things that are practical to everyone else in the world as well. So mm -hmm. being responsible. Like, I know when I was younger, even if it wasn't me, it was just people that was around me that was young stuff, the irresponsible things that they were doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. so let's not have all these stretched out baby mamas and girls and women all over the world. Right. It's not being responsible. Mm -hmm. You're not taking care of your responsibility, right? True. We're not taking care of that woman. We're not taking care of that child. We're being irresponsible, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be responsible for whatever situation we create. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Let me say it like that. Mm -hmm. So whatever situation you create, it's your responsibility to be responsible to make sure you take care of it. Like you Mm -hmm. said, your leadership comes into the nurturing. What are you doing to make sure that it functions the way it's supposed to function? Mm -hmm. I think the last time I had, I spoke is, you know, how do you make your seed better? How do you make your generation, your line, your, your job better than what your parents did? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Are we redoing the same things our mom and dads did, right? Mm-hmm. Or are we trying to take it a step further? We're taking the good that we know that they did and mm-hmm. then taking that and adding ours onto it and making our kids better so they're not going through the same struggles we're going through. Mm-hmm. Your kids probably never have to go into a barbershop again mm-hmm. to go work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because what they saw their daddy mm-hmm. do, their daddy used it as a mm-hmm. vessel to get him to the next level. Mm-hmm. It is nothing against barbers. Right. But there are some people out there, you know what I'm saying, they cutting Jay-Z hair. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. these boys, yeah. they on a retainer, right? Yeah. So it's nothing wrong with that. It's just, but what are they using? What tools are you using to make yourself better? Yeah. And so we have to be responsible. If we're not being responsible, we got a lot of stuff going on everywhere. You got drama yeah. over here, over there. Absolutely. If we're being responsible, we don't have all that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. That's my word for yeah. Well, we will use. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he kept it very simple. <laughs> we turn responsibility to being responsible. So it, it doesn't get much, much simpler than that. <laughs> but it's, it's very true, though, man. Yeah. It's true. You know, we have to be responsible. And just being responsible as far as just being a leader, yeah. showing the example, yes. um, being responsible just in our day-to-day responsibilities and tasks. Absolutely. That's, that's being responsible. Um, having self-control, yeah. that's being responsible. Oh, yeah. And we as men, sometimes having self-control is a hard thing to do. Let's keep it a hundred, you know? But, as, but when we have other people that are following us and that are looking at us, we have to show leadership and we have to be responsible, yeah. you know? So yeah. I agree, those are great points, man. So yeah. definitely appreciate that. Well, let me, let me ask y'all a question though. What, what are some responsibilities that y'all take pride in? I can go because I got one on the top of my head. <laughs> a man must work. Mm. Okay, mm. I'm gonna say that a man must work. Men don't work. Men don't work. Jeez. I hear men that don't I, work. No. Well, hold, hold up. Hold up. Hold, let me ask you a question though. What's can up? I, can, okay, can I take a break from work? Can I like? No, man. Ain't no way about it. Man must work. I don't care how you do it. Look, <laughs> you can make some residual are. income. So you don't have to work every day. That's your business. So I can't yeah. take a, I can't take like a three week vacation, bro. Man, as you hit the lotto, See, or some money dropped in your mouth. You, 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 a man you. must work. Listen, I, I think of a time in, in our relationship, right, with my wife, right. We've been married fourteen, almost fifteen years, and at some point, she was making more money than I was, mm-hmm. right. That didn't take away from my responsibility. Guess what? I took care of the house note. The mm-hmm. rent, mm-hmm. it was guaranteed. I don't mm-hmm. care if I didn't pay another bill in the house. Mm-hmm. That was one bill I made sure we took care of oh, yeah. because I knew that if the water was turned off, the lights was turned off, guess what? They would have a place to lay their heads down. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So That's she right. could make 10000 more than I could. Oh, yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. to provide as a man. We, if, if you don't do it, you're going against the grain. You're yeah. going against who you are. Yeah. That's your responsibility. Work. Yeah. W-O-R-K. I know a lot of dudes find a reason not yeah. to work. You got to work, man. What's some reasons that they don't work? Laziness. That's a big one. That's a real big one. It's probably one. the biggest one. The 
the lack of responsibility. You ain't being responsible. <laughs> you don't Absolutely. see it as a responsible yes. thing. You know, I mean, yeah. you at home all day, and I mean, if you got a good woman that's working and stuff like that, or if she's not working, y'all going through it. Mm-hmm. You can't deny that. Y'all going through it. Yeah. She gonna be resenting you when she come home. Yeah. Right. Or y'all ain't got nothing. Yeah. yeah. Then she still resenting you. And let a baller come through. You may lose it. I'm just saying it's, it's, possible. it's these are the things that happen when you don't work. That's real. So work. That's 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 what we gotta do as men. You hear that, men? We gotta work. We can't take no vacations. We can't take no PTO accord in the Trelon. <laughs> so I feel bad because I'm gonna be <laughs> let me let me I'm gonna be honest with, with the viewers. I have taken three weeks off from work. No, you so, didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> he was right. He was right. He was doing some work right. in there three weeks. Yeah, you probably was. House yeah. no pay though. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. You had some work on it. <laughs> I ain't say how. I ain't say you had to work every day. Long, long as you're working, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You was working, bro. I wouldn't say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, different type of work. Different yeah. type of work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And people who know me know that, honestly, I don't sleep. I mean, I'm always working in some way, shape, or form, and I do believe that that is a core value as as a man, that we need to work, we need to provide for our families, we need to just be able to uh, really have that core fundamental value, and that's a biblical value. If a man doesn't work, he don't eat. So you need to be working, fellas. So. And we and plus we're gonna have we're gonna have a great a great discussion on different things throughout you know throughout the show. Um, we're gonna talk all things about men, women, growth, uh, mental health. We're gonna talk about love and relationships, all things marriage. Talking about co-parenting or parenting in during a pandemic. We're gonna talk about so many different topics. But you know, one of the things as a man, we we are definitely gonna touch on a lot of different men issues. Um, and, and I think that's really going to help and shape our community so that we can continue to, to progress day in and day out for sure. So that's a good, that's definitely a good word, man. Definitely a good word. How about you, man? Man, this might be controversial, but for we, me. We love controversial on the Locks Lounge. <laughs> I mean, and for those of you who don't know, the Locks Lounge stands for living to overcome cultural stereotypes. Mm. So we are focused on really focusing on living to overcome all those different, you know, cultural struggles, diversity struggles. We, we talk through all of those things from, from all communities. So, um, so any controversial topic, we gonna talk through it. Mm. So don't feel afraid to talk through some controversial stuff, man. What's going on? Well, I feel responsible as a man to marry a black woman. That's what I feel mm-hmm. responsible for. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's my responsibility to, to see, this is the thing. We've been so eradicated. We've been so, like, the black man has all his problems. The black woman has all her problems. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, we can find that a reason to be outside of our own culture. And to, like, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a institution it's something that builds up not just the family but the community right right, right. so if we talking about building the culture building black communities mm-hmm. for me as a black man i understand black women have a lot of challenges and things that 
you know, we here in America, right? Like, there's a lot of things that's been programmed in us. There's a lot of systems in place for us to be like in a real bad situation. Right. Now that don't mean we can't overcome them as we see right here in these, these three black men right here has overcome a lot of these things. For sure. Um, but these things are there. And for that reason, like I feel like as a black man, it's my responsibility to deal, to marry, to build, to uh, be with a black woman so that we can continue to make our culture, our community stronger. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. No knock against a black man who dates a white woman or a, a Mexican woman or whatever, whatever. It's just mm -hmm. something inside of me mm -hmm. that feels responsible to deal with, to be with, build with a black woman. And I don't feel like that's optional for me. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about responsibility, mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like, and like I said, it's not nothing against anybody else. It's just me. I feel responsible. I feel like we connected. Like, yeah, you got your issues. I got my issues. I want to be here for you. Like, mm -hmm. I want you to be, I want you to understand what I'm feeling sure. when I come home. And I feel like mm -hmm. somebody was this way. I want you to really feel that. And I want to feel that for you. Like, for sure. Because I don't think nobody else will understand that. Like I am. Like for you. Like when you come home and you like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Or there, I don't feel like nobody could feel like, feel that and build you up and help you to feel powerful in who you are more than me. You know what I'm saying? A black man, so. So let me, let me ask you this because, um, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you're first saying is that you're pro-choice. So yeah. you wouldn't be against, you yeah. know, other races marrying other races. Mm -hmm. You're just saying more so for your preference, mm -hmm. you, would, you wouldn't step outside of your race as far as dating or marrying. Yeah, I, 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 I so much feel that it's a responsibility. A responsibility, like, all right. We've been, we, like, we were brought here, it was in one boom, I feel, and, I, we're in, and we ain't in the best shape of, you know what I'm saying? Like, black sure. people still trying to fight to get rights that, you know what I'm saying, other people have. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And we've been here because of that. You know, everything that the black woman goes through, I just feel responsible for being, like, like, I feel responsible to marry a black woman and have black children and teach black culture. I'm saying, just like, I feel that same way about Mexicans. Like, I feel like I don't see nothing wrong with them marrying and staying inside their culture. I don't think that's like, oh, we don't like white people or we don't like black people. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they have a sense of culture and they want to continue to build on that. And you know what I'm saying? And For I sure. feel like that's, that's dope. Well, we could say that about every culture. If, if we were being honest, we could say yeah, about every culture. Asian, culture. Hey, why, Asian hey, whites, Asian. Like every culture would feel yeah. comfortable building together because that's, that's their natural, absolutely. you know, that's, that's who they're naturally connected to. Yeah. In, right? Western, in Western society, we kind of have this like them against them, against them, against them. But I don't think that's like... You know, like if I know if English is my language and I feel comfortable speaking English mm -hmm. or want a woman to marry a woman that speaks English mm -hmm. because that language touches my heart more than me trying to understand Japanese and got to put it through a filter before it even touches me, then that's my, then that makes sense to me. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. You feel me? Yeah. So that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? And I, I only, not only just look at it like, understand that from a intellectual standpoint but i feel like compelled yeah. like responsible mm -hmm. to be with a black woman 
You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think about that comment? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm indifferent. Um, it's not to put my wife to a shame. I, in the past, I've had uh, interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was more about the person itself mm-hmm. that I was more concerned about being with. I could care less how you look. It's just more about who are you, what you believe in, what your, mm-hmm. your thoughts, your faith in, right? Because, and I, and I love what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know, I don't, I'm not deviating from that. But what I'm saying is, for me personally, my preference is you love who you love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If somebody, you know, say say you searched, you know, every <clears throat> African-American chick in the Western society, right? Mm-hmm. And none of them paired right with you. Do you deny yourself happiness to fit a mold? Or do you find that person that's really caring about you, loving you, want to make sure that you're doing good in life? Mm-hmm. That's the person you pursue, and she just happened not to look like you. I don't know. I think you go with kind of like that 80-20 rule. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh. She may not have these other hardcore things I know I'm going to deal with, but at the same time, she got everything else that I really love about her. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on the, the individual for me. Yeah. That matters. You know, yeah, I feel that. It's just but then at the same time, I've I've been on the side where it was that, and and I had all eyes on me, and it and it oftentimes can put you in an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. that you wasn't looking for. Whether when you are with someone that looks more like you, it's easier just to go anywhere because no one's paying you no attention. So right. at the same time, you just gotta kind of figure out what kind of battle you're willing to fight with yeah, that person. That's real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you can marry a sister. She's just dumb. Yeah, that's just right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. saying yeah. Look, and no, by no means necessary yeah. to say, like, yo, if she's black, then she's she, she, no, she, no, no, she's no, I'm just saying. No, I'm, I'm just saying. saying you know. Because I'm, I'm just right. saying, like, 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 even when you think about the Romeo and Juliet situation, yeah. right? Yeah, right. I don't know what they what color they was, but yeah. we seen them as white. But it wasn't about their color. It was about their upbringing, their culture, yeah. who they were a part of. Right. And that, and for me, it's not even necessarily just about the color mm-hmm. although to me the black woman is the most beautiful woman in the world yeah i just yeah. think that i just think that culturally yeah. co- that's important to me yeah. like, sure. i need to know you feel what i'm saying when i say yo i feel like i was discriminated against mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I i i can't stomach you being like i think you're taking it too far like yeah, like that, like if a if a black woman says that to me, mm-hmm. I can be like, you know what I'm saying? I'll try. But if a, to me, I don't think it's an individual thing. I think it's a cultural a thing. Cultural and thing. now I feel uncomfortable and yeah. I don't want that. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Me Absolutely. personally. Absolutely. Like, sure. I, love is about being, yeah. com- like, we want to love a woman so she's comfortable when she wakes up. She know that you, I'm here, that you're provided for, you're taken yeah. care of, that, and we want to provide her that comfort. Yeah. As a man, the comfort that lies with me is yeah. like that you get me, you understand. Even when I'm angry, you understand right. what's behind that anger. You don't look right. at it like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, for sure. Right. I don't get that because that's not my culture. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Absolutely. And both of those are great takes. There's no right or wrong yeah, answer, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's definitely no right or wrong answer. And the thing about it is that that's choice. That's yeah, your choice. Absolutely. That's your preference, that's you know, and, and you've been able to experience, you know, those situations to say that have molded you and shaped you into the decisions that you've made yeah. to marry black women. Yeah. 
And just to piggyback on, you know, onto that, that question or onto that comment, you know, for me as, as a black man, um, I have, you know, just from my upbringing, I've gone to school with, I've gone to all black schools. I've gone to all, you know, all schools where it's been like, a, you know, more pre predominantly white schools. Yeah. I've been to, you know, I went to an HBCU yeah. and I've had that experience to be able to grow up, you know, being in a melting pot in those mm -hmm. different situations. Mm -hmm. And for me, I would say that being in those different melting pots and how they've shaped me into the man that I am today, from my love life perspective, mm -hmm. I know that for me, I can only marry a black woman. And that's just based on previous experiences that I've had. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with any any woman from any other race. Mm -hmm. But I just know for me, as a preference to be able to be my best self, and mm -hmm. if I'm as my best self in this relationship, I need to be able mm -hmm. to relate to someone who Absolutely. has dealt with some of the same yeah. struggles, some mm -hmm. of the same cultural things that I have been through, yeah. and. And even being able to step outside of my race and date, you know, women outside of my race mm -hmm. and to know that I've been able to try those situations mm -hmm. and say, OK, I've, I've tried. They've they've cared for me in this particular way, but we haven't been able to connect on on ways that are important and mm -hmm. deemed important for me. Yeah. So everyone has their preference. I'm, I'm very pro-choice when I walk past an interracial couple. I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I think. This is great to see. I, I, I believe love is love, yeah. however that looks for, mm -hmm. for a man and a woman. But I also want to tack on this one thing about, you know, um, in marrying in the black community. I do think that it is very crucial for us to marry, to marry in, into black culture more. Because a lot of times what we've seen is we've seen the black family split up. Yeah. And it's weakened us as a culture yeah. in a lot of ways. Absolutely. So it's, it, it is beneficial to see us staying together, yeah. us marrying together, yeah. us having children together, yeah. us building businesses together, yeah. us doing a lot of things together. I think just like where you see in, um, in Caucasian culture, where you see in Asian culture, mm -hmm. Hispanic culture, you, see, you do see a lot of them sticking together. And that's great, building Come business building together. It, and we are the only race to where we kill each other the most. We're the race where we, you know, it's a lot of black on black crime. So there's a lot of responsibility eradicating. Yeah. So it's a lot of ir irresponsibility as a people on ourselves that we also have to take responsibility yeah. for yeah. as well. Yeah. So we can't always blame the white man for right. our problems right. and our struggles. We do have to take some responsibility yeah. for ourselves as well. Yeah. So, you know, we have to look at all angles when it comes to that. But I do believe we need to strengthen the black family. And, and by doing that, we marry, we have children yeah. to get all those yeah. types of things, yeah. you know. So yeah. I get the being pro-choice. I'm very pro-choice. Yeah. but Nothing against yeah. nobody else. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. I was with a black woman who I was in a relationship with a black woman who just wasn't from the same culture as me. Mm -hmm. She was born with her mother and father. Mm -hmm. She never dealt with the electricity being out, never had to, you know what I mean? Like she mm -hmm. was from a completely different culture. Mm -hmm. of lifestyle and weight than I was. Always yeah. had a house, oh, you know what I mean? For sure. And those differences, yeah. you know, was something that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was times where, you know, there was fires that she couldn't put out because she didn't understand them. She actually wanted to run away from mm -hmm. the fire. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So the, the little things like that is important and it ain't about the necessarily just the color. Mm -hmm. It's about the culture. You know Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely important.
All right, so I got one more question for you guys when it comes to responsibility. What are some of the responsibilities that you feel are placed on us as men that may or may not be our responsibility? That's a good one. I think being everything to everybody. Mm. That's a hard one. Like wearing you can't multiple be hats. everywhere at, at one time, you know. So I mentioned work, work earlier, right? So you could be a person that's a workaholic and you're not paying no attention to your family. And so that's a hard flex to know your balances and how you can adjust to both because all work and, and, and no attention, they're going to go. Right. And no work and all attention, y'all going to go. <laughs> right. So I, I think trying to be everything to everybody at one time is an unreasonable responsibility. And it may be something we put on ourselves. I know I do a lot. I'm trying to be friend, brother, cousin, mother. I ain't no mother, but I'm trying to be everybody yeah. and everything to people, you know, because I love them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's, it's not realistic because I, I, I forget about myself. Absolutely. So. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, it's just being perfect, man. I feel like, you know, we as black men lead the world in sports and, you know, a lot of abilities. And a lot of times we get this unreasonable expectation on us to be always you know strong always sound always um always perfect you know what i mean and yeah. i feel like uh, as we transition transition and getting out of the hole that we once were in as black men mm -hmm. being yeah. castrated and yeah. separated from yeah, the absolutely. limb yeah. we yeah. uh we even put ourselves on how like we could do anything i could do anything you ain't gonna take nothing from me right and then, you know, we kind of create this air of you got to be everything, in, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's a, it's a little too too heavy, you know what I mean? And sometimes we even expect that from each other too much. Like, I expect you to be perfect. Absolutely. I expect you to be always, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and there's not that space of failure sometimes. Yeah. I don't want to... Like uh, uh, like when when a black person goes rent a hotel, we like yo, I gotta keep it, I gotta clean it, or they are gonna think I'm lazy or dirty. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we got right. that expectation yeah. to mm -hmm. be perfect yeah. more than other people. So yeah. yeah, that's a responsibility I feel like be dumped on us as black men, right? To be perfect, basically. For sure. Uh, that I don't think nobody could carry. Absolutely. I'm gonna take a little bit from each of you. Um, being everything, but also, I would say for me, being emotionally available all the time. Mm. Being emotionally available to everybody in your circle. So like you say, being everything to everybody, but in that, always expecting to be emotionally available for our spouses, our wives, our girlfriends, or our significant others. Um, being emotionally available for our children, um, being emotionally available for our, our bosses, for our, you know, our employees, all those types of people. It's, it's very difficult to be emotionally available as people are pouring out of you, but then you're not getting poured back into. Yeah. So it's very difficult to be emotionally available all the time. Yeah. So for me, I have to always remember just some things as far as remembering self-care, mm -hmm. to take care of myself, yeah. to focus on what I need so that I can be emotionally available, I can be physically available, spiritually available for everybody for the most part so really having to replenish myself because i can't expect to be replenished by by anybody yeah. for that matter that's true mm -hmm. so that's true. 
So. I got one more to add. So yeah. we have that aggressive side of unexpected responsibility as well. But also to fail. I, I feel a lot of time, and I can go with you on this, mm-hmm. you know, being an African-American male. Uh, Sometimes I, I have to prove myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, do the extra. Mm-hmm. It's for no reason. Which is nothing wrong with it. To be quite honest, let's be real. There's really nothing wrong with doing the extra, but I am expected to do the extra, or yeah. I, I will I will look criminal. Absolutely. You know, let me let me come into work late. I knew it. Yeah. I knew yeah. it. It's like a stereotype. I knew it. It's a you stereotype. know, stereotype. And yeah. so yeah. I'm jaded, and it's like I can't make a mistake yeah. now, absolutely, because yeah. I'm expected to fail. But then I have to put on all this stuff to make it seem like I'm everything, everybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to carry the weight of being a failure. Is a black stereotype that we're we're always late? Is that a stereotype yeah. that you heard? We be late today. Yeah. We be okay. late. <laughs> 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 this guy. <laughs> the stereotype was true today. Was totally true today. We have to say it was true today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But no. Right, right. <laughs> He's not even coming. This is his party. Like, what we doing? Right, right. That's real. That's real, man. That's real. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate us just talking through responsibility because we do have a lot of responsibility as men, especially black men, for sure. So another topic I want to talk through briefly is something that happened today, actually, that we we've been hearing about. So uh, there's been this situation going on um, on Instagram talking about the Danny Lee, the baby situation. And um, just for you guys who, you know, might might have not heard about it. um, What's been happening is that um, according to the Shade Room, um, there was a situation to where uh, Danny Lee was asked by the baby to be removed to leave his home with their three-month-old daughter. Um, Danny explains that they've been living together since the birth of their daughter, and she alleges that things got to a pretty serious point, you know, this mo- earlier this morning after she took a Plan B pill that kind of just sent, you know, sent him into overdrive. So things were, they went up a notch uh, when she, you know, kind of said that the police were called and she emotionally spoke out on her Instagram live and said that she was done with their relationship. So it was just a lot of mess. And then he comes on to Instagram and he's, you know, he's kind of sharing his side of the story and it really becomes just a huge, huge mess. Then fast forward later on in in the day, as he's on Instagram, after asking her to leave, he still, or um, excuse me, Danny Lee was still at his house. She comes in on the Instagram live and it's just, it, it just was one big mess, you know? So, you know, I would just start off by saying, I think the situation is extremely messy. Yeah. I think that for starters, the baby should not be asking his, uh, his girlfriend slash the mother of his three month old daughter to, you know, to be removed out of the house or to even ask her on, on Instagram live. I think it's just pretty distasteful as a, as a man. Mm-hmm. It, we're not protecting our black women in that particular situation. So as a man, I'm, I'm disappointed in, you know, in his actions more so than anything. Um, I feel bad for Danny Lee. Um, I feel bad for the child. But I feel bad that you have a 29-year-old man 
And then you have a 26-year-old woman, and they're just really trying to save face, in my opinion, trying to save face on who was wrong. But where's the conversation where it comes to about the best interest of the child? No one's talking about that. All we're talking about is he was wrong or she was wrong or, you know, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't try to take a plan B pill or he shouldn't be trying to kick me out of the house. And, and we're, we're talking about all of these things. So what are your thoughts on that? It's so crazy. I feel like I'm about to contradict myself. Like I say, yo, the black man should be per that 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 responsibility is unfair. But at the same time, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I seen so I seen some of the videos, and the crazy thing is, is this is the weird part of it that the baby seemed really controlled and and, and had a lot of self control in mm -hmm. the situation as it pertains. Like he wasn't going off, and you know, what I mean, he even was trying to uh, make it clear that hey. I, as a father, I take those things serious. But at the end of the day, the first live I saw was you on it. Right. And you were on it and you were, you know. Now, I understand this is how you are able to take care of your family, the people. Mm -hmm. Right. That's how you made your living to take care of them. But at the same time, you brought this to the public. You are calling this black woman crazy. Mm -hmm. cool, And she's behind you. And she really not acting crazy. She almost seems as controlled as you. You know what I'm saying? So right. this be the slick stuff that happened in our community whereas black men we don't hold them accountable. Like and I like I when I say accountability, I'm not saying shame on you, the baby. Like you, you know what I mean? You're doing a lot of decent and good things as a black man. Mm -hmm. But this situation that you are involved in right now, you are in control. You had to hit record. You had to hit live. You had to say this is the situation. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't don't make it seem like you needed to come to the people in order to get some some civil tea. Like, yo, know, I had to call the police on the black woman before mm -hmm. in my crib. That I was like, yo, you need to get out because you're being disrespectful. Right. I ain't going nowhere. A word bet. Because <laughs> if I'm cutting out one way and I remove you, then I you know then I'm the bad guy, right? So sure. I've been there before, but to live it, to put it on live and to be like and invite you inviting people on actually how unstable you kinda are yeah. as a black man. Nobody needed to know about that. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Yeah. So Absolutely. at the end of the day we gotta put that responsibility on that man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the back of like yo as a black man I know the power we have. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? It actually, in the in the I seen where they had gone through it, and he had brought her back to the crib or something like something like that. Yeah. So whatever y'all going through right now, if you just you know, hey, listen, look, we don't even you know what I'm saying, boom, 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 yeah. you would have had her calm, collective, you know what I'm saying, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So the fact that it's an issue, you know what I mean, you got to hold that. You know what I mean. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Absolutely. Now I, I would agree uh, with that, but I also would say, man, you know. <sighs> And sometimes we got to put on the sisters, too. You know, you could see a situation a mile away. You just choose to ignore it, you know. And, and just to add on to that, yeah. just to let you get the viewers know, Danny Lee actually came out and said that she knew the warning signs from his previous relationship, yeah. and she chose to ignore the warning signs. So it kind of alludes to what you were saying, yeah. that from the aspect that sh this situation, I... I believe that she's not the most at fault in this situation i don't believe that however sometimes we do we do ignore the, the red flags in relationships right on out, you mm -hmm. know and so you know and that's something 
that because maybe there's not a lot of men in the house to show a girl how a woman should be treated by a man mm-hmm. is probably at fault with this. We can't always bring everything to the, the, the totality of society, right? So at some point, you got to make better decisions. Yeah. Like, what is your end game? What is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? Like, if this man is treating you like the dirt he say he's treating you like, why are you still there? You could do better. You could have better. You can have somebody actually care and love for you. He may not have as much money as him. Right. But that don't mean nothing. But is he taking care of you? So at some point, man, you know, our women have to just do better. Like, maybe it's not for you to change that man into who you want him to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the next woman's job. But then there's someone for you to have that, you know, because women, they tend to want to help us men be better men. Absolutely. And so at some point, we got to figure out, hey, this is not a good situation for me. I don't like how I feel. I'm not going to keep up the charade. I'm not going to keep up the act. I'm not going to keep up how things going in appearances when this is just not how it is. Right. So it's blame both both ways. But I would say also, stop telling your business. Like Absolutely. Keep your stuff in-house. Mm-hmm. Talk it amongst yourselves. Figure it out. Close people that you know that can help you. But all this social media telling your business is not a good thing. I, I ain't part of it. I tell you. Yeah. That's, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. All right, so we're going we're to dive into In the Chair, fellas. What you got? All right, so like I said earlier in the segment, In the Chair is, is more so a hot seat where we're going to ask some of the controversial topics and talk through some, some questions that, that we really need to kind of talk through. So, so without further ado, let me go ahead and get started with you guys. All right, so what's worse? <laughs> in your opinion, what's worse? An emotional affair or a sexual affair? Whew. Emotional affair. Sexual. Mm. You got to sexual, you got too far down the road. It's beyond emotional. That person's out, they gone. And you get sexual, it's out of there. Sexual is worse for me. Sexual is worse for you? Yeah. yeah. I say emotional because she don't even have to have sex with that man. If she emotionally attached, she's so dis detached from you she can't give you nothing like if she at least did it she can get over it y'all can you know what i'm saying you go through counseling but emotionally like when a woman is like a crush it like mm-hmm. like she will crush on you till she 40 she has this idea of what life would be like you know what i'm saying a lot of times you you as a men we've been in say where we crushed on a chick but then we actually got with her and then we realized it wasn't even what we imagined and, and right. that because yeah. able to like kind of like oh, okay, I can get over it, but an emotional uh, 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 cheating it could be some could be it penetrates through the flesh like it penetrates mm-hmm. and that is almost like do you feel like it's different oof. between women and men like we could physically cheat and it's just what it is but like I said for a woman to emotionally cheat but I would say if she's emotionally cheating she's giving mm-hmm. a physical too. Not always. Not always. Not always. Some women I don't think so. And I say that to this degree, right? Like, and not in a sense where it's like, man, you, some guy didn't compliment her every day for the last week. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about she, like you said, into this dude. She could see herself with him. 
She gone, man. It's easy. You saying that from a man's perspective? I am because it's easier for a man to physically have that situation. Absolutely, it's hard for a woman to actually go through with the physical part because mm-hmm. we That's are true. physical I, creatures. I give you that. Yeah. Women are emotional creatures. Absolutely, it's easier for them to be emotionally. It's easier for us to be. We be physical and no emotion attached to it. Like, so y'all you know telling me, as men, your woman come in the house and she's. I just like Johnny. Y'all I'm having like, a problem. Y'all gonna be that. like. Nah, no, I'm, I'm deeply it. wounded. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have a problem. They I'm gonna have real, a problem with I'm her. I'm deeply saying, wounded. Oh, if she like, if you found out, old buddy then tagged, you are gonna be like. First, but first of all, let's let's take it yeah, a step back. Yeah. In most cases, yeah. If Johnny tapped, it's because he got to her emotionally first. Yeah. He got through her. To her emotionally first, in in most cases, I, I'm agreeing with that. That's why right. I'm saying that's the worst one because if it got that far, she gone. But you should have known by that point. In my opinion, we women miss. went. Mm, we can miss. in most, but in most cases, women give us a lot of opportunities to to get it right. And by that point, if we don't take heed and we don't pay attention, we don't study them. They, we don't understand and we don't hear them. So you don't think you can point. recover from an emotional cheat over a sexual cheat? No. I can recover over an emotional cheat. Yeah, listen. Because if, then I just have to do whatever I, I, I got to do. If she got him. emotional about him, I almost like, I almost want her to do it so she can know exactly what it was. If she don't do it, that could be the worst. I'm telling you, I've crushed on women that I was never able to, to really actually be physical with and that crush just lingered for years and years of the idea and what it could be like or what we would be like and that's worse than the physical you know what I'm saying I I, I, I just want to the crush physically will fizz out but emotionally is different I just want to speak on for women for women on this point real quick because we we as men like to think if we sex get sexually active, it's not emotional. But it's, emotion is a feeling. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if a man has sex with a woman, there's an emotional. Whether it's le- it is levels to the emotion, right? Mm-hmm. But the feeling if she gets you riled up enough to have sex with you, that is an emotional situation. It's just not as deep as it is with women. You know what I'm saying? So for the for sake of the listeners, because men like to always say physical, physical, physical like there's no feeling involved. No, there is feeling. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We might be more in control of that feeling and that emotion, mm-hmm. but it is feeling. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? Yeah. That actually leads into the next hot seat question. Why is it hard for men to forgive women if they step outside of a relationship? Why is it harder for a man to? Because I've heard men... In most cases, once that woman steps out physically, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I tell but you mo- why. Yeah. I tell you why. You got kids? Yeah. Right? If your kid go down the street to the store without asking you, you're going to be hot, right? Yeah. You might even whip them, give them a spanking to let them know don't go ever go. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But if that kid go in someone else's house... And in there, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. in someone else's house inside, and he like, that's scary. You like, now you want to be even more. Like he going outside to play. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing. He going inside. And I think for a man and a woman, that's how it is. How a man so? got to go inside a woman. Okay. He inside her, in, in the depths of her. Like, 
A man don't go. How you on front? She got me confused. What's up? I'm just saying. A man, a man, a man looks at it like, yo, you you allow some man to come inside of you. Like you opened up and said, come in me. Like that is, I think for men, we consider that. I I don't know for a woman because I'm not a woman. But a woman would say a woman would say it would hurt just as equally. I believe so. They would say it would hurt just as equally because it's the same level of commitment that they're sharing with us just as much as we're sharing with them. So, but for us, we take it harder. I believe we take it harder because I would say in today's culture and probably in any culture, any time of culture, we're expected. They've expected us to kind of do that. Like in not saying that, oh, they, we get married and, oh, he's going to cheat. But what I'm saying is that they have experienced that way more times than we've experienced them cheating. So it's almost a shock to our entire system when that happens to us. Yeah. And we and we a lot of times because they're let's keep it 100. They're more loyal than we are. They're naturally more loyal. So. It hurts them all the same. It's just love. different. I women, just think the poison, love. the poison that goes inside of you kills you worse than the poison that goes uh, on you. I think that's how men, men. I think it is a double standard. It's a double standard. I think it is. But we it's got double other double standards that we deal with too. So this double standard, I don't joke with. That one is taboo to me, man. Yeah. Like it's, and I ain't trying to say women are property, right? But we treat anything that's in our possession like property, right? We covet it, we love it, we take care of it, we do good things for it, right? And so if another man steals your property, you feel violated. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happens when our women go out there and do stuff like that. We feel violated like somebody, I can't, you should just, if you've never been violated, I don't know how to explain that feeling to you. But that is a feeling that I do not like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course. But I'm just saying... But why do men feel? Why do men it's just feel as equally more as wrong. strongly? It's just easy as wrong. But how come men feel more strongly than it is? I, it just, I just feel violated. Like somebody didn't ran up in my house, it, it man. Ran, they ran up in my house. I think men look at it. So, like that. Men look at it like yo, you let we the do. poison inside we you. Like, that's like you know what I mean, and it's yeah. not right. I, I think it's. I it's think it's a wrong. double. It's standard. a double standard. I think it's Absolutely, a double standard. I think, actually, I think the man is more wrong than a woman. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because he is supposed to be a leader. He's supposed to be strong. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, at the end of the day, with the Adam and Eve thing, it wasn't Eve the one that was wrong. It was Adam that was wrong because Adam was the leader. He should have been like, "Hey, yo, look, no, put that down. I'm gonna get down and pray for you right now, so that hopefully we can get this thing settled." You bugging, you know what I'm saying? Not be like, oh, you eating apples? Well, then I'm going to go eat apples, too. That's like you being a follower to the woman who came after you. Like, that's, to me, you held more responsible than a woman. I'm just saying, in the concept, men look at it like you let somebody infiltrate, you know, and they don't look at it like that because nothing... You know what I'm saying? It don't go like that with a man. (laughs) With a man, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Men feel like he dipping his finger and stuff and tasting it. That's how men look at it. You know what I'm saying? Women look at it like, yo, you put your finger in my drink. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a little different. Absolutely. That's a good point, man. That's a definitely good point um, on both of y'all. So shout out to that. For real. Um, Next question. Is it possible 
for a person to be in love with just one person. Absolutely. Like, oh, uh, actually, hold on, hold on. I got, let's cut that. I got I to gotta ask that question again. Yeah, I was going to say you asked it wrong. Dude. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Appreciate y'all on that, on that question. All right, so the next question is, is it possible for a person to be in love with more than one person? I think it should be impossible. Uh, to have love, and, and even talking, even biblically sound, a man's supposed to love his wife. That's his thing to do. He don't naturally love, so he has to make a choice to. So we love it more than one person, man. We will have to expect that our attention is being divided. It's no way you can feed both. You know, it, it means somebody else is getting a phone call, or somebody else getting some other part of your time, your money, or whatever they're getting. So you're feeding into both. And if neither, if both parties don't know about it, mm -hmm. then I don't think you should be able to get that done and accomplish it. To be in love with both of them. With two people. You can't do it. You 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 you, you, you gotta turn it off of one. You to yeah, to yeah, yeah. Okay, you know right, what I'm yeah. saying? Where someone maybe wanna love, you gotta make a decision, well, I wanna give this person more love than the next. And so you you back and forth, your resources are stretched, your time is stretched, your mm -hmm. emotions are stretched. Right. So I don't it's not healthy to try to do that. You put yourself in so much. But we're not talking about relationship with multiple people. I'm talking about just the yeah, feeling, love. the feeling the of feeling love, of love. being in love yeah. with more but than that one takes, person. That take, you can't, love don't grow unless you're giving it, right? Hmm. You have to give it water. You have to give it sun, just like a seed. If you're not feeding it, it's not growing. So okay. you're, not, you're just saying, I like that person. I have a strong feeling for that person, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're spending that committed time with them, yeah, you could see why you love them. You could see why they care for you. You could see why if you do this and that, they just wiping the, the gravy out the corner of your mouth. They, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're paying attention to you. But, yeah. but that's because you're, you're feeding that seed. But if we're not feeding it, I, I don't see that it'd be possible to love two people at the same time. To be in love with two to people. Be in love with two I, people. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think it's impossible. Yeah. I would even argue you're not in love with neither one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You may think, you may feel like you're in love with both of them, mm -hmm. but if you feel like, hey, I think I'm in love, you're not in love you're with neither one of them because the concept and the idea of being in love is all in with a person. Like, yeah. they consume, you are living to, um, of course, individually mm -hmm. evolve, but also to, you know, partner and yeah. evolve with that individual. And trying to do that with two, you know, people, we are all special individually in our own rights. So to try to be in love, trying to evolve and grow and build with two completely different worlds and individuals is nah, you having fun. Yeah. And you 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 feeling these yeah, feelings yeah, and it's good. But you, yeah, yeah. you're not in love it's with either one of them. I would argue. Okay. Yeah. It's real. I like that. But we like hear that. that on women side a lot more than men. You but know, they're in love with two I different love men. With two different men. Mm -hmm. You need to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the that comes. That's all that comes. It's amazing. Both guys need to leave. It's probably, it's probably one that you know that you really can't really get, and that's why you stuck between yeah, the two. Yeah, that's, that's really that's what right. that sounds like. But the fact that you're trying to uh, duplicate something that you're not getting in there yeah. shows that you ain't even in love. Because that in love has to be reciprocated. Yeah. I don't believe you could be in love with someone who's not in love with you back. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I that's what I believe. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's my opinion. So okay. if you if that if you saying you in love with two different men, then uh, can't do it, man. That's real. You just can't do it. Or two women. Like, I would just put that on women. Men be feeling like that too. Like I'm in love with her, and I'm in love with her, and I don't know who to choose. Nah, you having fun with both of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And eventually they're gonna they're gonna make the choice for you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, real quick. What is your love language, Trelon? Go. Is help a love language? Help? Yes. Uh, acts of service. Acts of service. service. There we go. Thank you for cleaning that up for me. That's the one I like the most. Did you read the book? Yeah, right, we going to cut that. I'm going to ask him again so he can get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Go for it. All right. What's your love language, Trelon? Go. Acts of service. I like that. That's, that's the one All right. I adore the most. Like, I, I, All right. When someone can can fix or help a need without me asking, that one is a good one. You know, mm-hmm. like if I'm having a tough day and dinner's cooked, I ain't saying I need that. I'm just saying, I'm just giving you an example. Dinner's cooked, I wasn't expecting dinner to be cooked. I wasn't looking for I probably was saying, let's go out to eat. But someone, my wife, took the time to make me do that. That blesses my day. Like whatever I was dealing with, it goes away. And so I, I like that. That's, That's, nice. That's yeah. real. That's real. How about you? Go. Yeah, mine's is gift giving. You know what I mean? You know, so gift giving is my number one love language. And a lot of times, just to clarify, a lot of times people see gift giving as like a material thing. You mean receiving gifts? Uh, gift, gift giving, receiving gifts, either or. Because okay. it's the way I communicate my love. So okay. okay. My wife asked me the other day, I went to the store, she asked me for some leggings and a t-shirt. And I brought her three different leggings and three different t-shirts. That's mm-hmm. my way of... But even if she didn't ask me, when I'm going somewhere and I'm always bringing her something back, yeah. it's my way of letting her know that I'm, I'm always thinking about you. Yeah. You're you're with me. All right, we're gonna let's, let's cut this real quick. All right, so what you're doing is you're telling me her love language. That's hers, right? No, she, no that's not her love language. You said her, it's tracking. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. Her love her love language is acts of service. Okay. That's her number. So one. you like giving gifts, right? Yeah. So I'm always giving her gifts, but in that time where she asked me for something. Yeah. But, giving, but it. giving gifts is not a love language. Receiving gifts is a love language. Well, it's the that, same. It's the same. So just like acts of okay, service. So, right, so, so okay. if, his, if, if his love language is acts of service, yeah. then him doing acts of service to his wife is his way of expressing her love. Okay. If she's doing acts of okay. service to him, okay. that's his okay. way of thinking that okay. she loves him. Okay. That's the way he, yeah. he receives that as okay. love. Chantel gives me gifts sense. because she likes to receive gifts. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Do I, I just had never heard it yeah. worded that way. Yeah, yeah. So okay, but it's the same way. So when, same she, way. when she brings me a gift, I be like, I feel loved. Like I yeah. feel okay. like, yeah. Dag, like you was thinking of. When she yeah, don't yeah. bring me a gift, I feel like unloved. <laughs> 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 you know, I be like helped you out all week long. You know why I ain't get it? <laughs> you you got say you look nice. You ain't oh, give me yeah. nothing. <laughs> Like, you know, I start to think, would you with somebody else or something? You know what I mean? Like, but I have to, you know, that's my love language. Okay. I understand she don't, she operates in a different way. She going to come home and make sure the bathroom, the bed is made up. That's her way of showing, of her loving me. You know what I'm saying? That's or if dope. I do that for her, that's if dope. I go wash the car, she like, that's dope. She, that's she's dope. ready to do whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? Detail it. Yeah. Saying like, what? yeah, absolutely. What? Absolutely. You, 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 all your dreams coming true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah. That's, that's mad dope. So acts of service, 
And giving and receiving gifts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Giving. Gift giving. I would say for me is physical touch. And a lot of times when you talk about physical touch, you, you think about it, you know, the, the sexual aspect of it. That's only one side of it. That's only one side of the coin. Like yeah. for me is the being able to be on the couch and we watching a movie and, you know, we, we snug it up on the couch, we kicking it, yeah. you know, just um, or putting your head on my shoulder, you know, if we, you know, outside or something yeah. like that. It's just some of the basic things when or holding hands or something like that. Those things are crucial for me because I feel that closeness and that oneness with you, you know, so physical touch for me is definitely number yeah, one. Yeah, I like the back of sure. my head stroke too. Yeah, yeah man. That That's my number two. It's, it's physical <laughs> touch. Man, yeah. I get in the car, she put her hand just on, on the back, back of my head. head. It, oh, oh, just feel man. It's a good feeling. Yeah. It's a good feeling, yeah. man. So if y'all hear that, we love to have the back of our head stroke, just so y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What's up? Did your love language, your primary, did it ever change? Has it always been the same? Absolutely. It's changed. It, it has evolved throughout the years. Yeah. So um, primarily it's always been physical touch, but as I've gotten older and I've been successful in different, different aspects, mm-hmm. my, my main love language outside of physical touch is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. that woman to, to speak life into me, mm-hmm. to be able to encourage me because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always doing a lot of things by myself. Mm-hmm. So for her to come in, I, I don't need you to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to, you know, actually be flipping on poles and all that. Like, if anything, I need you to, you know, be balanced. Yeah, and affirm. I need you to be a, and to yeah. affirm me as a man, yeah, as a yeah. black man, you know, my, my place in, in your life. Yeah. And, and that just empowers me to go harder more yeah. and more. That's yep. good. Absolutely. All right. So I got to ask this. Cardi B or Meg Thee Stallion? Who? Who's better for y'all? Neither one. I'm disgusted, <laughs> disgusted by both of them. Disgusted by both of them. <laughs> if uh, it's the hot seat, you got to choose. Cardi from New York, so <laughs> I yeah. understand her a little more. So. Absolutely. I, I, I would say Cardi, too. I'm a, I'm a Cardi. And I fan. ain't even, that ain't, like, but physically, nah, I don't know what I'm like, thinking of. I'm going to get myself in trouble over here. Talking yeah, about no, that. I wouldn't say that at all. I was watching uh, she was doing like a like a uh, American Idol type of show I like her sense of humor mm-hmm. Cardi B yeah, yeah. I, li- I like how she she yeah. funny like yeah. she had me laughing the whole time so. yeah but I don't know man, I don't know terrible style <laughs> I know she doing option. Popeyes if that's the options god dang I mean her what? sauce is good Popeyes the sauce <laughs> do look good <laughs> 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 Yeah, Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion. She got the sauce yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the name of it, yeah. but yeah, she she out there promoting the, uh, promoting the sauce. Chicken. Hey, <laughs> they both. Hey, Popeyes is hey Popeyes is on point though, man. So Popeyes is better than Bojangles in my opinion. The same thing by MC Hammer when he was doing popcorn chicken. MC Hammer and popcorn chicken. That don't even, that didn't sound good in the right <laughs> sentence. Jesus gracious. Let's get back to MC Hammer. Ladies and gentlemen, we got an old Texan here, and he's like 36. Texan, man, 37. <laughs> what in the 37, excuse me. It's the craziest thing. All right, last question. What is one deal breaker that you have in your relationships? What, what, what is that one thing that you just say, I can't do? 
bad hygiene. Mm, okay. Bad oh, hygiene. question. Yeah, well, I'd say bad hygiene too. Bad hygiene. Yeah. My bad yuck mouth. A yuck mouth. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. A yuck mouth throw it out out the game, man. Hammer toes for me. Hammer toes. Hammer toes. Oh, and like, you see like hammer thumbs? Like her feet, yeah. Like, I'm a feet guy. If you, yes, oh I'm, a, I'm a feet guy nice all the way. The first thing I look at nice on a feet. woman is her smile. The second thing is always, a, is always her toes. I'm a feet guy. Yeah, my wife yeah, has both of those. Yeah, I've never really even. Yeah, you can't have no knuckles. I don't knuckles. care. I don't care. You don't care about them feet? No. If she hasn't gone to. The nail spa. I saw thighs she, for me. Huh? I saw thighs for me. Saying that's it. Like, if the thighs <laughs> don't match, <laughs> but, I don't care nothing about them feet. <laughs> hey, we all got our, our, our weird like things, it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. So, in closing, just want to tell you guys that you know I really appreciate you guys coming on. It's just been a great show, great episode that we've had tonight. So one thing that we did through, uh, through Live Out Loud was talk through, you know, uh, how are we going to live out loud in our faith, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to combat some of the cultural stereotypes um, that we have, how, do you, how would you want to live culturally different and show that, you know, we're strong as a, as a unit um, as far as, our, you know, trying to debunk some of these stereotypes? How do you do that in your faith, with your family? How are you planning on doing that throughout this week? Me just giving it up, man. Just, hey, yo, look, whatever information I got, whatever help I can have, uh, I can give to, you know, to the community, to my family. That's my thing, man. Like, yo, look, sometimes we, you know, I don't even want to just say it's black men, but it's people who, who get a hold of something that's golden, that means something. We kind of want to, like, you know, don't want to, you know what I mean? We want to, you know, yeah. definitely in share. our community. Don't you know share. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, don't share recipes and you secrets. know, the way I want to, you know, you know, live out loud. It's just, hey, you know, ask me, whatever. If I know it, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And I'm going to give you, like, the hurdles and the this and that things I've learned. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're going to have to hang up on me. Absolutely. Like, literally. Like, I ain't going to rush you off the phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to have to be like, okay, okay, Batman, I'm going to take all that. I got it, man. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like, no doubt. Yo, hit me up if you got any more questions. For sure. So that's how I, I want to lead and change, not change the culture, because that's you know, we've gotten that from our community, from yeah. a lot of strong black men that's just willing to give up the game. Yeah, I want to continue with that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What you, Shalon? Uh, for me, <clears throat> continue in my faith, of course, but to continue to promote love, man. Like, that's why I say I don't care who you are. If, 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 I, if I discern it or sense it or know that I can give it, I'm going to put it out. You know what I'm saying? Even mm -hmm. if that's a hello, how you doing? Checking with you, asking you questions, interested in what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's just displaying love, man. And so that's something I, I know that I keep in my family because I see it evident in my daughter. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like she at school, she come home, tell me about a, a issue going on, but then she also talks about how she's loving and caring. Mm -hmm. and so that lets me know mm -hmm. that it's been displayed well, mm -hmm. but just to continue to do that because that's just part of my identity for sure so, that's good yeah. man that's good and i think those are great things that we have to carry into you know debunking debunking different stereotypes mm -hmm. and also focusing on you know you know our generations to come 
you know. So Absolutely. it's good stuff, Absolutely. definitely. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, well, I want to thank you guys for coming on tonight. Thank you, Trelon, for just coming on, just being being the client into the shop. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's thank definitely you. definitely been a dope time yeah. with you, man. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you coming in, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, last but not least, Will, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's my <laughs> guy. It's <laughs> my boy, man. These are my guys, man. So thank you guys for coming on and just making this just a great time here in the lounge. So we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you again for visiting the Locks Lounge. I'm your boy, Tim Nicholas. We're at the Locks Lounge. We are living to overcome cultural stereotypes. Be blessed. Have a good night.